Merry Meet. Welcome to Witch Magic. I'm Dawn, and I will be taking you on a spiritual journey to all things magic and witchcrafts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Witch Magic. If you've been listening to all my episodes, thank you so much for being patient with me as I'm learning this whole podcast thing as I go. If you were just tuning in, thank you for finding your way to my channel. You don't even know, I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm so happy that you're here. So today, we will talk about the elements, what they mean and how to use them in your magic. And we will also go over the Wheel of the Year and the Witch's Sabbaths. Basically, there are four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. But there is also a fifth one, spirit. They're pretty much the building blocks of magic. They are connected to each other, especially when you call on them to aid in your magical workings. They help you bring balance and harmony. So I will go over each element and what its signs are, what the color correspondences are, and what they symbolize or what you can use to symbolize them. So Earth is in the direction of North and its signs are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Colors associated with this element are greens and browns. It also corresponds with the root chakra. It's the element of stability, fertility, beginnings, and endings. So things you can use to symbolize Earth on your altar are green and brown crystal, a cup of dirt or grass, or maybe even a flower. Anything really that you can find in nature. So think about even, as I'm, as I'm thinking more, pine cones, acorns, you know, anything like that. And you would place it at the north of your altar. Air is of the east. Its signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Colors associated with air are yellow, white, and light blue. It represents the throat and the third eye chakras. It's the element of intelligence and creativity. So things you can use to symbolize air are feathers, pinwheels, white, yellow, or light blue crystals, etc. Think of anything that can blow in the wind um, or that's light and airy, and you would place it on the east of your altar. Fire is of the south. Its signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Colors associated with fire are, you guessed it, reds, oranges, and yellows. Fire also coordinates with the sacral and solar plexus chakras. So it's the element of strength and life force. So things you can use to represent fire are red, orange, or yellow crystals, a candle, maybe a small statue of a dragon, or even a salamander. And you would place that at the south of your altar. Water is of the west, and the signs are Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Colors are blues, greens, and grays. And water is associated with the heart chakra. It's the element of emotions and the unconscious. So things you could use to represent water are, well, water for one thing, right? <laughs> Blue or green crystals, or even a cute little mermaid figure if you want. And that would go 
Where in your altar? To the west. So now, spirit, or ether as it's so-called, is the fifth element. So spirit, of course, is not a physical element, right? So it pretty much represents all things. It has no physical direction, nor does it represent just one type of thing. There are many symbols people use to indicate spirit, such as circles and or spirals. And if you draw a pentagram and add all the elements on the points of the directions, you will find that the only spot left is the exact center. That's where spirit is. It does have color correspondences, such as violet, orange, and white. I would also add clear, opaque, and transparent to that as well. It's really not necessary to call upon spirit, nor represent it on your altar, because it's already automatically there. But you can certainly add something of meaning to represent it if you want. And you can change it to go with whatever spell you were working on. So say, for instance, you're working on a healing spell for somebody. Then you can certainly add a picture of them on your altar or something that you know that represents them, like their, something of their favorite color or even a piece of jewelry that they wear all the time. So those are all the elements and they are very fun to work with and they're very energetic and very powerful and once you start using them in, using them in your practice you will begin to find out how powerful they can be so let me know what you think of that um and what element you are so i'm a fire sign um and we'll talk more about our signs and what they mean and all that kind of thing. Um, but for now, you know, if you do know what your sun sign is, your zodiac sign, you can certainly know now what element represents it, right? So there you go. All right, now let's move on to the wheel of the year. So the wheel of the year marks the eight Sabbaths or holidays of the witch's calendar. The Sabbaths run every six weeks. You could do a ritual for each one if you want, or you could do rituals on your favorite Sabbaths as well as celebrating them. However, you might want to at least observe and acknowledge all of them in one way or another, even if it's just through meditation or you're lighting a candle, however you want to go about doing it. So the first Sabbath on the wheel, believe it or not, is the last one that we celebrate on the calendar the normal calendar, right? And it's Yule. So Yule celebrates the coming of longer days and the return of the sun. Its dates vary by year and is celebrated between December 19 and December 23. And ways to celebrate are burning a Yule log, decorating a tree, hanging lights, and gift giving. It's a lot like Christmas. So I'm going to tell you, every year... Um, we buy a Yule log for dessert, you know, a, a cake. And they are so expensive. Oh my goodness. I think last year we got a Yule log from our local grocery store that's usually um, pretty low on their prices. It was like 20 something dollars. I couldn't believe it. Yes, we did get it anyway because I felt like I would love to learn to make my own, but I felt at that time I really didn't have the time. And plus, 
I didn't have a mold to make it. So if you can make your own, that would be definitely a less expensive way to do it. But if you want to buy one at the store, that's fine too. Um, they're really, really pretty. Um, but you can definitely get a you know, a regular Yule log to burn if you have a fireplace or a, a fire pit in your yard, however you want to do it. Imbolc is a time for rededication as we get ready for spring. And we give thanks to the Celtic goddess Bree. And I say Bree, but it's spelled B-R-I-G-I-D. So a lot of people pronounce it Brigid. So I don't want to confuse you, but I do call her Bree. That is the pronunciation that I've always known. So this day is usually celebrated on February 1 or sometimes on February 2. And ways to celebrate are making breeze crosses, having a bonfire, and having an Irish feast. And you can also play Celtic music, um, give a blessing to Bree or Bridget, however you want to say her name. And I have to say, this is also a great time to do a house blessing. Me and my family have always done a house blessing at this time of year. Um, it's always good to do a house blessing when you first move into a new home, whether that's a house or an apartment, wherever you're calling your home. Um, and it's always best to do it before you move anything in. So you want to do it in an empty place. You don't necessarily have to, but it is best to just kind of have a clear space to do it in. But in bulk is definitely a good time to um, redo that. Go around and bless your home. Do some kind of blessing. Get rid of any negativity that might be there or keep it at bay. You know, that's a good way to do it. A good time to do it. Ostara is the marking of the spring equinox and is celebrated anywhere between March 19 and March 23. It's a great time to start a garden and do some decluttering, maybe do some spring cleaning. You can also have festivities, much like the, the Christian Easter holiday, where you would decorate eggs and have a feast. Beltane, also known as May Day, is a Sabbath of love and romance and the god and goddess coming together. The date for this is May 1. So one of the fun things to do on Beltane is to erect a maypole where adults and children can dance around. So it would be like this big pole that you can put up or you can use something that's already built up that you can tie ribbons on. And the ribbons need to hang down low to the ground so that everyone could grab onto a ribbon and dance around the pole. So I've been to a group ritual where at the end of our ritual, we did some drumming, even the kids. And it was so much fun and very powerful. And we must have went on drumming for a good hour. It was amazing. So if you can find any kind of Beltane festival to go to in your area, I recommend going to one because it is a lot of fun. Letha, also known as Midsummer, is the summer solstice. So this is when the sun is at the highest point in the sky, and the dates are between June 19 and June 23. Ways to celebrate are have a cookout, a bonfire, gather herbs, and decorate your altar or your home with your favorite flowers. And how nice and cheery is it to have your home full of colorful flowers everywhere, and your favorite flowers. Lunasad is the first harvest festival of the year. 
So it's celebrated on August 1st. You can celebrate by harvesting grains and baking bread and make sure to give thanks for the growth as you do harvest those grains. Maybone is the fall equinox and is celebrated between September 20 and September 24. Decorate your home with autumn decor. Think about leaves, um, browns and reds and oranges and yellows, pumpkins. I love decorating for fall. So give thanks to the goddess who turns from mother to crone at this time. Samhain, and some people pronounce it Samhain, is also known as Halloween. I think we're all aware of that, or a lot of us are. And it is the time when the veil between the world of the living and the dead are the thinnest. And the date is, what? October 31st, you got it. So this is a great time to communicate with spirits. You can also ask for guidance and set your intentions for the year as the wheel begins again. And of course, carving pumpkins and dressing up in costumes is a well-loved tradition. So I will be talking more about the Sabbaths individually as they get here. And I hope this episode was insightful as to the elements and the Sabbaths. So tell me, what is your favorite Sabbath? You can let me know on my Facebook group or send me a message. And of course, if you have any further questions or comments, you can reach out to me on the Witch Magic Facebook group or send me an email. Or you could send me a DM on Instagram. And I will have those links on my podcast channel and the show notes. Have a very magical week. So that's going to do it for today. I will be airing these podcasts about once a week. So be sure to tune in. You might want to choose to get notified when I air so that you don't miss a thing. If you have any comments, please feel free to connect with me on my Facebook group. I will leave the link to that along with my website on the show notes. Blessed be.